It's about the tools we use. It's about the stories we tell. It's about how we change. It's evolution, baby. Welcome back. I'm Jason Lang, and this is Do the Evolution, my podcast about all things filmmaking, tech, and transformation. This is my last podcast in my current apartment. Can be uh, flipping to a new part of LA by this time next week. Pretty exciting. Uh, I'm going to be able to set that up a little bit more with some better sound quality as well, I hope. Um, but this week, uh, I wanted to talk about something I saw on Facebook that literally drove me nuts. So last Saturday was the Women's March all across the country and all across the, across the world, which some of you maybe have heard of, some of you maybe not. Uh, it was a big kind of demonstration on behalf of women in um, resistance to the impending Trump administration and primarily uh, what's likely going to be a war on abortion rights and whatnot. Politics of that aside, uh, what I want to talk about today was a day or two after um, they had the big march in Washington where different people were speaking, and there's a speech of Ashley Judd that went kind of viral and the speech itself is something worth discussing, but I wanted to discuss a particular thing I saw and something I feel like I've just started noticing in the last couple of weeks. Um, and the first part I noticed initially, and the second part I didn't notice until I was watching this specific video, and it drove me flipping nuts. Anyway, so about two weeks ago, I started to notice um, stuff in my Facebook timeline, primarily, well, videos, but they were letterboxed meaning they had taken the widescreen image of the video and put it into a square frame to kind of fit the Facebook timeline. And at the top and the bottom of that in the letterbox area, which is just where it would normally be black, if you remember watching like widescreen movies back on your 4-3 um, Academy Aspect Ratio TVs, it's just that area that's black. Sometimes they'd stick subtitles down there, whatnot. But what I started noticing was people were purposely letterboxing their videos and then stuffing text in the top and the bottom so you could essentially get commentary on the video without actually having to watch it meaning like those old clickbait headlines the 10 things you didn't know about this or you'll never believe or da 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 they were stuffing those in the letterbox area of the videos which to me was just like a gross attention hack so that alone was starting to annoy me right it's like, oh my God, it's just getting even worse in terms of um, the way social media is hacking into our nervous system to be compulsive. But then we started watching this Ashley Judd video, which was um, posted by Occupy Democrats. I'll put a, a link in the show notes on my page. And okay, so the video quality was shit because they were clearly ripped it from somewhere or something. But as I was listening to her, like my whole body just kind of tensed up and I was like, something is wrong. Why does this sound so weird? And we listened for about a minute and I realized they had sped her up. So they were playing her back at maybe 1.3 or 1.4, her normal speaking rate, which is common. People listen to podcasts that way to kind of cram more information in uh, and take out the pauses. 
but it was like it made her already frenetic speech even more intense and i had to tell my fiance who i was with i was like we have to i have to shut this off we have to go find the original video i cannot watch this and it was just so disturbing to me that they were speeding it up so people would be more likely to watch some of it and they would get higher you know view rates and click rates and completion rates and i was just like what the fuck we can't even let people talk in real time now like that's how bad it has gotten and if that is the trend where the web is going i am just like in a cesspool of despair um one of the grander ideas i had been tearing or i've been toying with over the last 6 months primarily since the election and the all the news about fake news and what in some ways i think is like peak clickbait and um for some of you that know me um you know the attention economy and the information economy have been things that have been interesting to me one of my companies in fact is called attention engine for years and this idea that we're shifting to the great scarcity in this current economy is actually attention it's time like there is more of everything to do than ever before so the problem is for most of the affluent world which i certainly consider myself part of the problem is no longer access it's just there is too much content for too few people so advertising is having to get um more and more subversive in the ways it's hacking into our nervous system to make it compulsive and to me what really happened last fall and what i'm seeing online and i actually wrote a little bit about it in my blog last year um you can find an entry called the urge to be right where i was noticing this reactivity in myself that was happening as i was browsing facebook or reading articles and uh i think it's gone it's just become even stronger since then and to me what's really happening is people are weaponizing reactivity so even this week on facebook uh, a kind of conservative friend i follow she had posted a screenshot of all these um articles in her feed that she considered media bias um in terms of like liberal the liberal bent of the media and whether or not that's true um i'll leave that to a different discussion but what i actually responded with is wow i think that's way less about politics and those articles are way more about creating reactivity so you'll click on them or find some kind of action in them in which this case she did she actually reposted these things further viraling or further propagating their viral nature nature meaning in that sense it actually worked because it got a reaction out of her and that in this attention economy is kind of the dark underbelly of it and what's scary to me about that and something i've been thinking about is like with the weaponizing of reactivity um yes the antidote to that in my mind is mindfulness and it's something i practice you know through meditation through just being conscious of my thoughts and my process and what's going on in my body as i read something or watch something but um there's this idea from the inner world which you know you're going to get to know if you don't already because it's a big part of my life of this concept of depth versus span and holons which are uh, part of kind of Ken Wilber's integral frame that he took from I don't know the guy's name cuz I'm not that educated but we can look it up I'll try to find it and put it in the show notes but holons basically meaning that anything is both a whole and a part 
So it's a whole into itself and a part of something else that's greater than it. So, um, you know, the typical easy one to wrap our heads around is like atoms to molecules to cells to organisms up and up and up until you get to people and consciousness. But basically being that the higher building blocks um, are made of the smaller building blocks. So it takes so many atoms to make a molecule and it takes so many molecules to make a cell. And it takes so many cells to make an organism. And the interesting thing about that, and this is where depth versus span comes in, is that the higher you get up in the hierarchy, theoretically there's more depth, meaning that whole on includes, literally includes more of reality. Uh, meaning it includes more bits all added together to make something more whole than before. But the higher up you get, there's also less span, meaning there's less of them. Because if it takes so many atoms to make one molecule, there's always going to be more atoms than molecules. Got that? Does that kind of make sense? And there's always going to be more molecules than cells. And there's always going to be more cells than organisms, and so on and forth, going all the way up and all the way down. And that's kind of the concept of depth versus span, that the more span has something, something has, the more fundamental it is to the nature of the universe, meaning like there's just more building blocks, like nothing, it's basically part of everything else. But the higher up you get, the more span, or the less span something has, but the more depth it has, meaning it's actually including more of the full fabric of reality, uh, which in kind of our more spiritual traditions we call consciousness. So what does that have to do with um, clickbait and shadow reactivity? Well, where I despair is to some extent, I feel like reactivity, so like the base impulses that come up in our body, um, are more fundamental and thus have greater span than mindfulness, meaning there's always going to be more reactivity than mindfulness. Like you can go from reactive to mindful, but I think you can't really go from truly mindful to reactive. Like mindfulness comes from reactivity. It's mind from reactivity in my mind, at least. And from that frame, I get a little despair because I'm like, man, how the hell do we fight this wave of reactivity online? Now, obviously, the quick solution is mindfulness, but it's like, is there ever going to be enough teaching of mindfulness to be the antidote for all this base level shadow reactivity shit that is now being weaponized? Somewhat for political gain, but honestly, I would say even more just from the necessity of the scarcity of attention in the current economy. Um, you know, they did interviews with a bunch of those people that were writing fake news uh, this fall, particularly like really outrageous stories about Hillary Clinton or the Clintons. And they interviewed a lot of them and they're like, oh, actually, I don't give a shit about the election. I don't give any of these people. It just, I realized if I wrote this headline with this kind of stuff for this audience, I would get massive clicks, which translates into huge ad revenue. So they were just doing it for the money. Now, Google and Facebook and whatnot and what seems to be the strongest argument for kind of deflating this whole economy is um, removing the financial mechanism from that. So I think Google has already made a shift to pulling AdSense from those sites. And I feel like Facebook is as well. 
And I do hope that'll work, but I also wonder, is it enough? Will just another um, ad roll company come up that doesn't conform to those same standards, that doesn't give a shit about the veracity of um, the content? Because there's a lot, a lot, a lot of money to be made around reactivity. So I'm super curious, you know, this would be a great thing I'd love to hear some comments for, or Facebook me or message me or something like, your thoughts on this and ways to get around it. And am I off the base? Am I on the mark? Or what? I don't really have a clue. <laughs> but it's something definitely been on my mind and something that I just absolutely hate. Uh, yeah, just seeing that Facebook thing and hearing that like, they couldn't even let Ashley Judd talk at her normal speed. They had to speed it up. It just was like the epitome of everything that's wrong on the internet right now. And for those of you that are political, like this came from the left, this came from occupied Democrats. I am like, we're just as uh, guilty of this shit as anyone else. Um, so yeah, it's, it's an interesting time to be online and to have to be mindful of like when I go into Facebook, like, oh yeah, am I going to get reactive? How am I going to, what am I going to do here? When is, what is the fine line between speaking truth and being reactive? That's something I'm currently, certainly investigating in my own um, life, particularly when, if you take developmental worldviews as at least a partial truth, it's like for a lot of this stuff, there is no convincing people. Um, they actually have to grow their level of consciousness to see certain layers of truth. And pivoting off that a little bit, the other thing um, I've been noticing in this kind of clickbait reactivity world is that despite the fact that we are now a global commons, in the sense the internet and information age has made it possible to know what's going on all across the planet, um, almost instantly. It strikes me, and maybe this is just because I've never experienced a healthy, non-ad-driven media climate, but it strikes me that even with that, there is not actually enough news for our rate of consumption or enough news that scales to our level of interest in a way. Um, you know, when I go to the gym or when I'm browsing Facebook, I see at the gym, I see the 24-hour news networks on silent while I'm on the treadmill, sometimes working out. Facebook, you know, I've subscribed to both left and some right-leaning um, organizations, and I see what news they post every day. And the truth is, I don't actually think there's enough news to sustain most of these organizations. And so what I have started to see more than anything else is opinion pieces being written as news. And sometimes these opinion pieces are actually articles that are just meant to make people feel good about their worldview. Uh, it's kind of crazy to me, but it's basically like, we know our audience thinks this, so I'm going to write something affirming that thought. Um, basically saying anyone who thinks this like you is good. Anyone who doesn't think like this is stupid and bad. And I think that's part of the vacuum of there not literally being enough news to report on that people would actually give a shit about to click and read. 
Like even as a global population on a day-to-day level, there's just not enough like hard news, I think, for people to track in a way that's meaningful for them. So it creates this vacuum where these huge news organizations balloon up that aren't tied to a locality where maybe at that level of granularity, you know, a newspaper in a city like LA or New York or Denver, um, you could probably actually have a number of meaningful articles that are at the local level. But at the global level, most people are so detached from it. We have these organizations that are literally just publishing these opinion pieces um, that exist for no other reason to reaffirm the values of the people that are reading them. Like there's no actual news in them. There's just these people suck and we don't. So click on it and read it. And then I get to feel, and I do get to feel this from organizations that reflect my values um, and just same way other people in other value spheres get to read theirs that click on it and think, oh yeah, I, I feel like that too. I like this person who wrote this. But no actual news or new data has been exchanged. And I feel like that is on the same thread as this clickbait reactivity thing where I'm just not sure what the antidote to that is. Um, beyond some mindfulness, beyond exposing yourself to new perspectives, and beyond probably actually limiting the amount of time I spend on social media and on the news, um, which is that goal I talked about last week that I'm going to be committing to. finally have my metrics I'm bringing to my men's group this week, which is going to be a huge, huge shift. Um, So yeah, shorter episode this week, Uh, but this stuff has definitely been on my mind in terms of uh, seeing it really just appear in my life and wondering at a personal level, like, how do I manage this? How do I deal with this? And then looking at the broader cultural context of like, wow, how does our economy, how is our economy responding to this? And how does that then influence personal development and behavior? You know, there's definitely a cycle happening here. Anyway, I think that is it for this week. Um, Tune in next week for more from Do the Evolution. I'm your host, Jason Lang. Special shout out and thanks to Screaming Witness for the amazing intro and outro song. Check them out.